inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. It is time for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Our program today is brought to you by Menard's family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. V's Flowers and Garden Shop, Main Street, Waitsfield. Broughton's Big Country Hardware, your authorized Cub Cadet dealer in Bridport. Clausen's Florist, Greenhouse and Perennial Farm, locally grown just for you, Main Street, Colchester. Your locally owned Montpelier Agway, East Montpelier Road. Thomas Farm and Garden on the Barry Montpelier Road. Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber in Middlesex, St. Albans, Enosburg, Swanton and Derby. Online, sticksandstuff.com. By Guy's Farm and Yard Stores in Morrisville, Montpelier, Williston, and St. Albans. By PNR Lumber, family-owned lumber mill with all the lumber, mulch, and compost you need. Route 15 in Walcott. The Willie Store in Greensboro, celebrating 120 years of family ownership. WDEV, your telephone calls are welcome. 802 844-1777 or toll free from anywhere 877-291-8255 and here's your host Peter Burke. Hey Joel. Hi there. Um, Welcome to May huh already. I know uh, (laughs) one of the nicest things looking at the mess that uh, goes for my garden is that uh, the things I don't have to touch are uh, doing very, very well. The fiddlehead should be ready by next week's program. Ooh, ooh, and um, the uh, it's and the uh, um, what is it? The uh, I can't think. I can't think of the word. The, uh, <laughs> the spinach is up. The spinach is up, but yeah. the. Uh, Oh, um, dandelions are up. Rhubarb. The rhubarb is up. The, the, yes, yeah, I can see yeah, the big, those thick, very verdant green leaves. I know, are I know. Coming up, and pretty soon there will be stalks. So. That that's one thing that uh, comes up in our place just about the same time it does your place. Now, you know, I'm usually a week or two behind you anyway. Uh, in the in the Arctic, uh, Vermont, uh, Central Vermont <laughs> hills. <laughs> well, I tell you, it's, it's, it is funny that the things that are doing best are the things into which I intervene the least. (laughs) (laughs) There's a message for you. I figure if I just don't go out at all, come October, there'll be all kinds of eight-foot tomato plants. (laughs) Well, last year my wife said, you know, I think maybe we shouldn't garden. I'm thinking, okay, we have the asparagus coming up, the blackberries coming up, the blueberries coming up. We got rhubarb coming up. Let's see. Oh, we've got the um, the Egyptian onions, those walking oh, onions. Yeah, those are coming up. Yeah. So, so uh, what are we going to do with all those, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and speaking of which, the Egyptian onions are up and they're wonderful. I've been using them in salads all week, and uh, uh, they're they're a real treat this time of year. And um, of course, all our sponsors, the garden stores, are. Saying that they're, you know, even though their business is modified with mm-hmm. you know, curbside mm-hmm. service, etc., mm-hmm. more people, more people seem to be gardening, and we're, we're getting echoes of the old Victory Garden yes. that our grandparents, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, used and made as a as a necessity during the war years. And that that's sort of my my theme for this year is garden as grocery store, <laughs> and uh, because uh, uh, well, for me, it, it, I got to thinking about well, what would it take to feed my wife and I uh, all the vegetables, you know, for for a year. And so, uh, did I mention this last time? Or I, I know we did a spot on it, but I can't remember if I mentioned it last year, last uh, uh, show. Uh, but the um, the idea is uh, figuring out how much does it take to to feed a person for a year and vegetables not not everything just vegetables and it comes out to if you use the the pyramid right about yeah. 450 pounds per person and i know that that sort of sounds like a whole lot but it's really about a pound and a half of vegetables uh, a day 
which when you think of it is really not all that much when you uh, you split up a couple of heads of broccoli or, you know, you bring in a cabbage or any of those things. But the, the, the real challenge is, of course, first of all, figuring out how much. So with the two of us, it'd be about 900 pounds. And then figuring out how many pounds per plant you... Uh, yeah, I know, this seems obsessive, doesn't it? But, you know, with me, when I sit down and I plan my garden, I'm f- you know, I have my 50 beds, 4 by 4 beds, and I figure, well, how, how am I going to fill these beds? So, I sat down and I figure, okay, well, you know, if I plant uh, 12 broccoli plants, which I usually plant 12 in one bed and 12 in another, uh, what's my yield in that? You know, how how, how many pounds of, of vegetables can I can I uh, can I rely on for it? And then I just went right through my garden. Okay, bush beans, uh, beets, uh, collards, kale, um, lettuces, all those tomatoes, uh, potatoes, and and uh, carrots and onions, and and just figured out. Well, okay, if I were to um, plant this many of that and this many of that, uh, what would it take? So I, it came down to 24 4x4 beds. Um, we could uh, produce um, 900 pounds of vegetables. Is that interesting or am I off, off no, base? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I know, in, I, I know in, in your garden the, the yeah. size of it and how meticulous yeah. that uh, there's a lot of uh, right hemisphere ge- <laughs> geometry that goes into it. But I tell you, you know, if someone says, well, I'm not going to be that obsessive about it. At least write down what you plant and where. It's some kind of <laughs> I don't know how many times I say, "Well, I planted a row of what the hell is this?" Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, what, one of the the elements in this whole thing is going to buy sets, yeah. right? Right. You you know you can well how many you know broccoli plants, how many lettuce plants. So um, that's what kind of got me started in, okay, well, how many am I going to need? So I'm not buying stuff and I don't have room for it because you can fill up your garden really quickly, oh, yeah. you know, uh, and, and not be able to plant those uh, watermelons that you thought you were going to grow or, you know, any, any other thing else that you just sort of figured, oh, that looks nice. Oh, boy, what a pretty picture. I think I'll buy that, you know. Um, so, so that kind of got me started on uh, on trying to figure it out, uh, you know, how much how much to grow. So I'm real curious uh, with all you gardeners out there, um, you know, what have you figured out? Like, you know, how many uh, how many pole beans do you plant? How many bush beans? Uh, and uh, do you try to keep them over the year? And then that becomes the other side of it. If the garden's going to be your grocery store, you have to get into storage pretty seriously, whether it's canning or freezing or drying or cold storage and all the rest. So it's a, uh, I, I hope to just spend the next 20, uh, 20 weeks or 24 weeks that we're doing here just exploring that, that particular issue. But Having said that, we have a little old business to tend to, and uh, uh, from last year, we had a a last week, we had a question on the uh, corn borer, and it's interesting because uh, um, there's actually two kinds of worms that get into the corn, and one is actually a corn earworm, it's called, the other one's a corn borer. And you can tell the difference between them, you know, the the moth looks different and the um, and the, the worm looks somewhat different. The corn borer has a black head on it, you know, and that's the that's the thing that you'll notice the other one. The other one, the corn earworm, has sort of a orange head on it. And otherwise, they're a worm. And I think all of us have, have stripped a, a, an ear of corn and found a, a worm wiggly in there um, and still alive generally and has made a, a, a channel right through the corn, eaten up. And so anyway, there's really two different ones, but both are you deal with the same way. Um, and like I mentioned to, I think it was Gene who called, but I can't remember exactly. I, my notes are not well written but um we uh um 
The first thing, of course, as, as I mentioned him at the time, was rotation. That's an important key point because, and the reason that's important, is that the the, the little buggies there, the, the eggs, and uh, live in the ground. And then, so they come up out of the ground. So if you uh, just change locations, that's a big start. The second is if you're forced to plant your corn in the same place every year, which happens to all of us, um, then you want to make sure that you, in the fall or in the early spring, you you till or, or rake it down, you know, with your hand rake or however your garden is set up, uh, because that's where they live. So when you turn that soil and you prepare it, it helps to uh, to uh, uh, prevent the larvae from coming up into the, the corn. Um, you can... Tell if you have started a an infestation of the boar because the there's uh, little holes in the in the big leaves. You know when they get up. You know after the Fourth of July, just about waist or chest high, depending on which variety you're you're growing. Um, you'll see that there's like holes in the leaves. Okay, and and that's a, that's about the time you want to start to 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 do your treatments. Um, as I mentioned before, and it is true, the spinosad, that Jack by, Captain Jack's dead bug, uh, which is just simply spinosad, and then uh, as well as the, the BT, the thergicide, um, uh, that works well. So what you want to do is look at your... Um, the instructions on the on the on the label and go through and find core bore or the corn earwig and and treat it for that. And these are all OMRI. They're approved for organic farming, gardening, and so. But that would be my suggestion: is those those four things that you, that you're going to do. Um, there are. Um, I could not find anything uh, organic that uh, wasn't a systemic uh, insecticide, chemical insecticide that you would that you would put down at the same time that you plant your corn. So uh, I wasn't able to help them find something like that. But these are these are you know well known and and safe sprays that you can use uh, on your corn to to keep down the corn borer. Okay. Yeah. The uh, the only problem is having done all of that. The raccoons always seem to <laughs> not, the corn no, right. no. That's another that's another problem. We're just dealing with one at a time. I know, but it just seems that in their world the corn is ripe just about three or four days before uh, humans think it's ripe. Joel, you would not believe the extent people go to and I watched a guy on a video and uh, I actually think his name was Pete. And uh and he had, uh, well, you remember I talk about the garden fortress, you know. This man had a garden fortress. He had everything but the moat. <laughs> it was, uh, he, had, he had fence up six feet tall with barbed wire at the top. He had, uh, he put um, a piece of hardware cloth uh, down the bottom of the fencing and out two feet, right? Okay, to keep the rabbits and the... And uh, he said the rabbits and the um, the fox from boring, but I'd never seen a fox bore under. Her. But anyway, he said the rabbits, and then and then this isn't the end of it. He electrified that fence, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my God, he's probably got you know four or five thousand dollars in equipment there. You know the just the fencing alone. You know these are big. Six-inch uh, posts and and uh, the wire mesh going up six foot and then two strands of barbed wire on top of that. <laughs> it was like, oh my good lord! Well, I, this is the one year in which my my garden is going to be intentionally limited. But I am really going to uh, rather than uh, you know ha- have what happened last year. I am going to try all the uh, you know the down home mm-hmm, remedies mm-hmm. that have been suggested yep. on this program a yep. number of times including yep. uh most for in my world the the monofilament oh yeah uh, yep. fishing twine i'm going to put that a- around yep. and i'm also on uh, a number of stakes that I have around the garden, going to mm-hmm. hang the Irish spring oh, soap. There you, know, you go. There you and, go. And, and just see if that, yeah, if that makes yeah. any a bit. No barbed wire for you, huh? Oh, no, um, <laughs> I, I had been thinking of the electrified 
fence uh, with the uh, solar, uh, you know, attachment on yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. But uh, it depends yeah. on, yeah. you know, it, de- it, it, it depends on how far I, I get. I'm well, you know, if that. you're paying 400 bucks for an electrified yeah. fence and you're growing lettuce, right, you can buy a lot of lettuce right, for right. 400 bucks. So right. anyway, the uh, the first question we had last, last week was on the um, uh, test, testing. Yeah. Well, anyway, and, by the way, we do have a caller. Here. Oh, yeah. Oh, great, great. Yeah, we could pick this up at any time, but let me see if I can figure out. You're on the air with Peter Burke. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Ter- Terry down in Springfield here, Peter. <laughs> hey, Terry. Um, question about moss in gardens. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a theory. Do you think we find more moss today than because of acid rain? Reducing the pH, or what is the story, and how can we get rid of it and keep it from coming back? Well, I, you know, just as you mentioned, it, it is a sign uh, of of acid soil, acid soil in your because that's what moss needs. It needs a very you know acidic, right. so it's a sign that you need a lot of lime. You know, you okay. in a four by four bed, you might actually consider doing two cups, but you know, uh, it it would pay you to actually do a soil test. Now, if you if you don't want to, the caller last week, he didn't want to do his own soil test. He wanted to send it away. So UVM does have uh, soil testing. Right. And you can go right online and you can download the form. Some that mentions on there that some garden centers have the form and they have the, the plastic bag to send in and the mailer and all that other stuff. If you don't have that, all you have to do is you get the form from the UVM website, download yeah. it, print it out, and then you can do up to 10 tests on that one form. And of course, you want to keep track of the the which tests are from which part of your garden and what you're testing for. Yeah. But um, they say all you need to do is put uh, about a cup of soil in a in a plastic baggie that's sealed, you know, maybe a okay. Ziploc type, yep. and and just number it with you know one to ten. And uh, but the the thing that you have to watch is you have to pay for each test. It's okay. fifteen dollars a test. Really? Yeah. So if you had ten of them, it would cost you 150 bucks. Wow. I know. I, I was looking at that. Um, what you can do is just sort of f- figure. Well, most of my soil is kind of like this. I have two sections of garden. I have the the uh, upper upper garden and the uh, lower garden, and yeah. uh, and I could. I just figured I'd test the upper garden and the lower garden, and and and. You know, quit at thirty bucks. That'd be enough. So anyway, on the website and on the form, the there's uh, okay. the address that you send it in, and yep. that that'll help you with your pH. And you want to designate, at least I would, um, they have a whole bunch of stuff that you want to just do the V-mix um, designation because that's just a mixture of, you know, general purpose gardening. I mean, you can get a test yeah, specifically specifically for asparagus or strawberries or blueberries or whatever. Yeah, no, this is orna- ornamental bed, so it, uh, yep. it doesn't have to be specific. No. Yep. Nope, nope, that's good. Uh, good. But but you know, short of the short of the test, just good old common sense will tell you if you're growing moss in your garden, it needs it needs lime. And it needs lime. That's what I thought. <laughs> but I thought I'd verify it with the expert. If, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joel, <laughs> you want you want anyway. It's it. You know, if you if you just have a small spot, you know, you yeah. want to figure about a, a a teaspoon a tablespoon per square foot, which would be a. Yeah. Um, a cup in a four by four bed, and you know that, that sounds good. That's pretty good math there. Well, either that or guessing the gosh till we get it, so the moss doesn't come back in. <laughs> I like I that. I don't want to overdo it. But, uh, no, no, point, yeah. yeah. But in Vermont, it's hard to overdo it because we do have uh, yeah. we have very acidic soil just as in in yeah. in general. So right. Okay, well, say hi to Joel for me. <laughs> well, Joel, because he's uh, right, right here. I'm, Just I'm, say hi to him, Terry. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you yeah. have the expert. Yeah, the northwest corner of uh, what could be my garden, is, and some people think is a moss farm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought up near Champlain it was more alkaline. Well. Uh, well, you know, it, it parts of it is, but I have a lot of shade uh, oh. just naturally in one area, and uh, it's interesting. The whole thing is like, well, it looks like AstroTurf when you come right down to it. Yeah, but, uh, well, you can chop the trees down. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> I thought of that about you know. I'm you, not you, kidding. I thought about that about 15 years ago when they were choppable. But my uh, God, they're like about eight stories high now. Yeah, you so, probably use popularity in the family though. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you go. Good to see you, Talk Terry. You thanks for the call. Care. Anytime. Yeah, yeah, good, to, good to hear from you. Yeah, good. Well, we have a call from New, from New York, I believe. All right. And that is uh, Karen in uh, in Hague. Hi. Hey, Karen. Hi. Uh, yes, it's a, a beautiful in the garden day, isn't it? Mm, isn't it? it yeah. Is yeah. Even over here in New York. Yes. Yeah. And where where were you in New York? Did you say? Uh, we live in Hague, which oh. is uh, on Lake George. Uh, oh, just okay. Below Ticonderoga. Yep. All right. Good. Now I, I get you. Good. Yeah. Well, welcome. What's going on? Thank you. Well, th- uh, this year my uh, son and husband are being. Um, Proactive on uh, Mother's Day, I guess they're building me some raised beds oh, for the super. first time. Yeah, and I uh, I've been researching some. Uh, I'd like to actually fill these beds with um, very good soil, and uh, and I, I mm-hmm. you know, looked into Vermont compost, yep. and yep. they have a wonderful uh, raised garden bed uh, mix there. Yeah, but it's it's pricey. I'm, I'm sure yep. it's worth it. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering how deep um, of how much of that soil would I need on top? If, is there any way I could put a, a maybe a lesser grade soil under that? And well, how, how deep are the beds you, that you're asking them to make for you? Well, they're eight by four by what? Let me let me how, just check here. Yeah. They're, 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 how how deep is my bed? Just a foot. Oh well, no! Don't say just a foot. A foot is a very deep bed. That's that's okay, excellent. Good. You know, that's that's top notch right there. Excellent. So, um, you, with with one foot, four by eight, you're talking about six cubic feet. Okay. Right. Um, so uh, the uh, what I would recommend is a, a bale of germination mix, like ProMix or Lambert's or whatever, and that's 3.8 cubic feet, okay? Okay. It, when you, that's compressed, and that makes about 8 cubic feet when you're all done, okay? okay. W- when you open it up and fluff it up and water it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the, uh, in a... So you need, uh, what did you say, 16, that makes about 8 cubic feet. Um, so you'll need about, well, six five-gallon buckets of, um, of compost. Uh, about uh, half of that bale. And, uh, and um, that should just about do it. I'm trying to figure here. Yeah, so that'd just about do it. Uh, what I say for a four by four that's only six inches deep, um, it would be you know, uh, um, it, it it's uh, three buckets of vermiculite, three buckets of compost, and three buckets of of um, peat moss. So it's one third, one third, one third. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you buy the bale, it's already mixed with vermiculite and peat moss. Okay, right. so that takes care of two-thirds of your bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the rest is compost. And whether you, you know, whether you use uh, Vermont Company compost, uh, not, yeah, compost, manure compost, not the mix, not the, the, the bedding mix or the, the container mix, um, mm-hmm. just regular old manure compost. Okay. Okay. Now remember, when you put the stuff in, it is dry, and it isn't just a little dry; it's very dry. So mm-hmm. you want to water, and then rake it, and turn it a little bit, and rake it until you turn it, and you don't find any more light brown dry spots. Mm-hmm. So you know, in a, in a bed that size, it might be like uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty gallons—about twenty gallons of water by the time you're you're all done. So you know, don't don't uh, um, don't spare the water on that. Mm-hmm. Now, if if for some reason, and I, I've you know I've watched a, a lot of videos on this and heard a lot of different uh, ideas on how to fill up a bed. Um, that is that is the perfect soil, and uh, from that point on, uh, you're you're only going to add compost every year. You won't need more vermiculite or or peat moss in general. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you add. Now, what I do in a four-by-four four bed that's only six inches deep, I add a cup of uh, general fertilizer, like the ProGrow in the blue bag, mm-hmm. okay? A cup of lime, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, a cup of sea kelp. Mm-hmm. A cup of azomite, which is a rock powder. And that gives you a lot of your, the mixture of different uh, minerals in your... So you won't have a, a deficiency of any kind. Okay. So in, in this case, because it's a, a, you know, a four by eight bed, you would multiply those times too. You know, two cups okay. of lime, two cups of sea kelp, two cups of fertilizer. Okay. And that, okay. that's your initial preparation. Okay. Okay. All right. Then you've got perfect soil. And the beauty of it is you're going to plant your seeds in there and you can plant... You know, instead of, you know, one every, uh, you know, quarter inch or something like that, you can plant them one every three inch and Mm -hmm. they'll sprout very well like that. Mm -hmm. So you can save a lot on your seeds. The the other part of my, the Garden Basics course is, you know, the perfect soil uh, is is, uh, the garden bed, the perfect soil. I like to take and put a two-foot perimeter around the bed so that I don't know what you're planning to do for paths. But generally speaking, putting in a, a landscape cloth and covering it with bark is is your best bet for keeping the weeds out. Okay. And, yeah, that's my concern, yeah. Yeah. And um, as much as some people like to mow in between, uh, that grass is going to find that wonderful soil and it'll be up in there in no time at all. Mm-hmm. If you put that landscape cloth down, you know, and put that uh, bark on top of it, just keep it down. You know, you can use a landscape staple to hold them down. If you do that, it will be a good probably six years before you have to do any major weeding at all. It's wow. it's really it really will save you. And I, I, I you know, I was, you know, the permanent bed, permanent pathway is sort of the yin and yang. The you know the uh they're partners and and it works so well and it it certainly works well for me and over uh, i did my first bed like that back in 1980s and then in 19 in 2005 you know i redesigned it with those permanent pathways and i i've never never regretted it for one second no that's definitely was my what goal? I I'm mm-hmm. tired of weeding. I'm, I'm absolutely. I'm, yeah, and I okay. and they it creeped in all around. No matter what I would do for no it. matter what you do, yeah. And yeah. and uh, if you know where you're going to put your garden, take a sheet of black plastic and do it right now. Do it today or tomorrow. Set it down there and just leave it on there until the beds are ready. And that'll that'll start that'll kill some of the grass that's underneath there. And that's Perfect. that's a that's a great way to get started. And you don't Excellent. have to use a rototiller or anything like that. Oh, and I, I was already out there this morning yeah. tilling my, with my hand, though not. not <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Now you just saved me the rest of the afternoon. Yay. You got it. <laughs> now you can make that pie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was on my list too. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> now listen, let me let me just take another. And I'll, I'll you what you want to do is look into grid planting. Okay, and this will mm-hmm. this. This will make the best use of your um, the best use of your your every square foot. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you take like carrots, it says you know plant uh, the seeds and uh, 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 thin them to every three inches. Well, mm-hmm. instead of thinning to every three inches, take one square foot and plant one every three inches, and that'll be sixteen carrots or sixteen radishes or mm-hmm. you know sixteen. Uh, uh, spinaches and this way they grow right next to each other and that's sort of a shade mulch as they grow up you won't have weeds in between them because they're you're, you're we you know you're planting plants there um, your bigger plants like your tomatoes it's one per square foot so you need 12 inches so um, uh, broccoli, same thing, one per 12 inches, so it's one in each square foot. If you're planting lettuces, which I hope you do, there'll be one every six inches, so that's four in a square foot. Okay, so that if you're looking at it, and and I actually, I have uh, some of those um, sticks I get from the, um, they call them slats, 
in the hardware store. You get a bundle of them for about 12 bucks, And I'll actually lay them out so I can look at each square foot as I'm planting. And that way, I, you know, I sort of have a visual. Okay, I'm a, I plant my arugula here and my spinach there and my lettuces there and my carrots there. And I plant, you know, whatever else, uh, you know, parsley. That's one every six inches. And, and, and those things, uh, you know, just make a huge difference uh, in the productivity using every yeah. square foot now the right. beauty the beauty of this is you're going to put your water and your fertilizer right on that bed you're not going to put it in the pathways mm-hmm. the pathways you're going to trample them stomp them and pack them down and basically it's where you don't want anything to grow in the bed you want it to grow for sure okay yeah. oh, that's great that's a Lots of wonderful information. Right <laughs> Happy now. Mother's like Day, you. Karen. Thank you. Very <laughs> sounds much. like you got a couple of good ones there <laughs> taking yeah, care I of you. Do. I do. <laughs> good for you. Well, I, I've yacked enough. We have to take a break before I. <laughs> I appreciate all the wonderful information. Anytime, Karen. Anytime. And I guarantee you you'll have more questions. So you can give me a call anytime you want. Great. I will. Thank right. you. Yeah, take care. Bye now. Bye. I wanted to uh, just mention that. Um, uh, one of our sponsors that you talked about was uh, Thomas and and I Thomas Farm and Garden and I I wasn't sure you know and then I realized oh yeah I know where that is that's where the old Laguerre's uh, farm market used to be it's right on the Barry and Montpelier road between Barry and Montpelier and uh, uh, so that's a that's a new sponsor and a new store and I've been both to Agway and to Blue Seal in this last week uh, picking up a few things and boy are they busy wow I mean <laughs> I uh, uh, Lee Cattell uh, was uh, telling me uh, uh, that the seed sales are up like 400% this year. A lot of people wanting to garden, and some of you are probably first-time gardeners uh, like Karen. And, and if you have questions about those, uh, the garden basics, and, and I've, I've emphasized that over the years, you, you can uh, go back to the website. You can go to the website and go back to some of the podcasts where I talk about the, the Garden Basics. Of course, I'm glad to talk about it anytime. So um, if you have questions on uh, on the Garden Basics, l- let me know. And just to run through it quickly, permanent beds, permanent pathways, perfect soil, grid planting, trellises as much as possible, and succession planting. If you can put those things all together, you will grow the most possible, you know, with the least amount of work. And, um, and uh, you know, you can start literally, um, we did a, a garden bed uh, up in Wastefield at the garden center there. And in one half hour, we built the bed and planted it. So, you know, this is, this is not, this is not, Drudgery. This is pretty straightforward, and and it's um, you know it makes uh, gardening much much easier, and that's why um, that's why I teach it, and that's why I, I advocate it. Is for me, um, I work a full time job, and uh, you know like like most of us, and you know it's not a lot of time to garden, so you really need to make the most out of it, um, of the garden space, and uh, I I. I have a little land, but I only have very little of it, so it's flat enough to garden on. <laughs> okay. So, um, we, uh, let's see, did I, oh, okay, UVM, I did do the, anybody who's interested in testing, you can you can get the test kit from uh, UVM. And then I think that was all the questions we had from, from last week. So, um, Joel uh, is, uh, I don't know if we have a caller or not, but looks like he's talking to somebody. So I'm going to go back to the uh, uh, gardening as grocery store. And s- the list that I came up with, and, and this, this uh, is if you plant um, a bed of onions, which 252, 256 onions, if you plant them every three inches. 24 uh, broccoli plants, 12 collard and 12 kale, um, two beds of, of lettuces, and that includes you know things like uh, leaf lettuce, bib lettuce, romaine lettuce, uh, spinach chard, uh, and even uh, some of your regular uh, Ford Hook giant chard, 
uh, icebergs, lettuces, uh, you know, uh, high mowing has one I like a lot, Nevada. Um, so that's uh, two two beds of lettuces and greens. Um, I plant six zucchini plants, six summer plants, um, 24 cherry plants, 18 tomatillo plants, and 24 tomato plants. And um, let's see here. What else do we have that we plant for seeds? Oh, uh, did I say potatoes? Yeah. I plant uh, 32 potato plants. And um, uh, did I hit it all? Oh, um, uh, at least two trellises of pole beans. And those are great. They come in, you know, slowly over the year, uh, over the summer. And then I plant a, a bunch of... Um, uh, bush beans and that would be 12 squares and 12 squares oh we do have a, a call okay well we'll take it up at the uh at bush beans okay uh lois yes hey welcome you're from waterbury center yes i am you're not far away at all correct <laughs> right what can i do for you we have a raspberry patch oh, okay it's been well-established for a number of years, uh-huh. but we've, over the last few years, we've gotten this wild bamboo that Ooh. has gotten into the patch. Oh, boy. How can we get rid of it? Oh, man. Uh, you know, it up? probably the short answer is to cut it all down and cover it with black plastic and start over someplace else. Bamboo, that wild okay. bamboo. And I've heard... I've talked to a number of people who have just said we gave up. Um, okay. It's very hard to, to eradicate because it, it is a, such a tenacious, um, you know, and it grows from tubers and roots, uh, and it'll grow from anything. It's a it's sort of a sort of like comfrey in a way is that you know you want to you want to surround it with a brick wall. Uh, having said that, that uh, using black plastic in your rows between your uh, are your raspberries in rows? They have been okay. So um, in between your your plants to you know chop, cut, and dig as much as uh, the bamboo as you as you can. Cover it with not landscape cloth but black plastic. Okay. Black plastic. Black plastic. Because you want to choke it out. Okay. Cover that with something to hold it down, like a, um, you know, like a bark or something, and that works well for you know for the raspberries too. So you can cover okay. it all, but you wanna you wanna do that. Um, and then uh, and and then just diligently watch them come up in between your raspberries because they will come up. They'll find a way. But if you can set them back real good, maybe you know you 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 have luck. But that's uh, that's uh, where did it come from anyway? Do you know? You know, it's hard to know. But there's some on the edge of the road within mm. a quarter mile. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm, I'm guessing uh, birds or wind. Oh or no, yeah, right. That that's it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's quite. It's like uh, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> years ago somebody got yeah. the bright idea of of bringing kudzu over from Japan to to grow as a feed because it. And now you know, anytime you go down south, you see these vines growing up uh, telephone poles and across telephone lines and you know fence mm-hmm. rows and everywhere. It just uh, it's an event no question about it and so it will take uh but that's your best bet it will take a lot of effort but your best bet is to try to choke it out as much as you can with with something that will suffocate it because uh it it doesn't 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 like that now i wouldn't normally recommend using a a black plastic for a row cover because so you know when it gets wet it gets slippery so you have to watch your step Mm -hmm. you know when you're in there but if you put a a good layer of um some sort of a mulch if you use a mulch like a uh don't use hay Uh, hay has too way too much seeds seeds in it Mm -hmm. and um so you'd want to use something like a straw um, okay. It, uh, but the the bark, you know, you get from Agway or Blue Seal or any of those uh, uh, sponsors that we have. Uh, the bark is generally you can get about three bags for about twelve bucks, so it's about four dollars a bag. And I use that in my to refresh my rows in between my beds all the time. 
and it's mm-hmm. cheap enough. Uh, otherwise, if you happen to be lucky and, you know, the line crew is coming by and they're, <laughs> you know, chopping up stuff, then, <laughs> then grab that bark for free or for your yeah. own, you know, sweat labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. But um, And then the other question is regarding asparagus. Yeah. Um, we've just weeded that, turned yep. the soil over. Mm-hmm. And do you recommend rock salt? Uh, if you've weeded it, um, what you really want is to feed it. You, you okay. want to put as much compost as you can afford to put on there, up to three or four inches, if you you know if you can, if you have it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And also use a uh, you know a ProGrow uh, a fertilizer, you know like mm-hmm. that. Um, the rock salt, it, it's it. it it is a will is it's a it's a so-so weed killer and it does mm-hmm. a pretty good job but um, you have to apply it almost every year. You're better off to do like you said. Go ahead and get the roots out and uh, weed it and then you know uh, put your manure on it, feed it with fertilizer, and then get the straw again. Go ahead and mm-hmm. use a straw on there once you know once they're up and you see where your where your heads are, where the the groupings are. Okay. And um, would a ten 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 fertilizer work? Uh, yeah, that that would be fine. Sure. Uh, I mean, I like the the um, the organic fertilizer, the ProGrow, and that's the a Pro-Grow. yeah. It's a again, you know, whether it's ten 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 or or five 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 doesn't matter. It's just how much you put in there. That's all. Which, okay. And uh, I like the organic better than the the chemical myself. But yeah, you, a ten 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 is a is just a you know a general good all around. Okay. If that's what you what you happen to have. Sure. Okay. Well, your helpful hints are most appreciated. <laughs> and good luck with that bamboo. You tell me if you come up with something. You know there are there are you know chemical for, uh, that you can put on that stuff like a you know a Roundup or something like that, but. You know, it's only temporary. You, you really got to have to choke it and suffocate it. That's about the only mm-hmm. way you're going to really right. deal with it. Yeah, and I don't really want to put chemicals. No, in No, you don't. Yeah, yeah. that's why I didn't recommend it. But yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> good. Right. Good luck, good boys. Afternoon. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. you too. Bye. Bye. I was uh, noticeably quiet during that because right, I've had an invasion of that stuff in my front yard. Oh, oh, yeah. Where, um, uh, you know, a lot of flowers were, and I'd really given up on that one little area. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Um, I was down in uh, Needham, Mass. My son Jake and I were doing a uh, a class down there. And uh, the guy that we stayed with, he and his wife, I said, well, don't you guys garden? And he said, we gave up. Our, uh, the people behind us planted some bamboo, and it oh just word. absolutely filled the garden, and they just gave up. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> so <laughs> you want to nip that in the bud real quick. <laughs> yeah, if you see it anywhere. Yeah. So Kate Farms, um, because of the COVID-19 virus, is going to be doing um, uh, pickup, you know, uh Online only curbside pickup, and uh, which I am really, really glad to hear because I was worried. Now I tried doing my own seedlings this year, and um, I am because <laughs> there's a few things that I really messed up, <laughs> and so I, I'm placing my order. Um, and I, uh, I have uh, been buying from Cape Farm and a number of other farmers around. We are so fortunate to have so many great, great farmers around. So Cape Farm plant sales will now be online only with curbside pickup. Go to the katefarm.com for information and all the latest updates. Browse wide selection of healthy organic veggie starts, culinary and medicinal herbs, annual and perennial flowers to get your garden growing. And it's great. You you go there and there are things you just you never knew you know that that you could get. It's it's um it's it's great. And now. On the website, they have a seedling list here, and uh, I'm just sort of walking through all these. Oh, okay, so they got a list of all the different things. You can pick them out, and there's questions and answers and all this other stuff. 
and then you place your order, you prepay for it, and uh, and so anyway, uh, nice pictures here, boy. Everything looks wonderful. Uh, Kate Farm has been in Central Vermont for 40 years. So um, that's Kate C with a C, C A T A, no, C A T E, Kate Farm, F A R M dot com. All one word, C A T E F A R M dot com. So they're, of course, they're family owned. Uh, we know we've known them for a lot of years, and uh, it's always organic. And they plant their own seeds. These are not imported from uh, heaven only knows where. No GMOs, nothing like that. And they're all healthy plants at fair prices. Kate Farm has been farmed since 1793. Well, I don't think Richard was there in 1793, but it's been a farmstead for a long time, and it's a beautiful spot right on the river. And uh, so so support your local economy and go online, make your order, pay for it, and arrange a pickup. So we're doing that this year, and goodness knows we have a lot to be thankful for because a lot of people are doing the same thing. So... Thank you, Richard and Sally. Okay, we have a couple people online. Let's talk to Jane in Montpelier. Jane, are you there? I am here. Jane, hi. Glad you called. What's going on? I am wondering if with this virus, can we actually go into the garden centers, or do we have to place an order and pick it up curbside? Um, when, uh, uh, when I went to, um, guys, uh, the, that was a call in and place the order and then they have it outside on their loading dock. Uh, the same thing when I called Agway, I called in, I gave them my order and they brought it out and then I loaded up stuff. The guys loaded up the back of my car. Now, from what I understand, Agway, you can you can go into the garden center as long as you have a mask. You have to have a mask. Okay. Okay. And and that's what I observed because I saw some people going in and they had masks. And so I, at, at Agway, I guess you can go inside the store. Okay. Thank right. you very much. <laughs> All right, Jane. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, take care. All right. So we've got Mike in Waterbury. Mike, welcome aboard. What's up? Hi, right, thank you. Uh, first, I just want to say this is my favorite hour of radio every week. <laughs> it is uh, definitely really the quickest. Glad you're back this year. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, and and you know you're the ones that make this uh, so much fun. Is those of you that call in? <laughs> what can I do for you today? Uh, so I had a, a question. I had called uh, last year, actually, your last episode last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, about garlic. Yep. Um, Planted that garlic, and it uh, had been looking pretty good. And the, I don't know if you call them leaves or the blades. Yeah, blades, yeah. In the last couple days have started kind of folding over. Really? Uh, Yeah, I don't know if you had any advice about that, what that might be. Uh, Garlic is usually never a problem. Um... There are uh, some things that affect it, but that's usually when they're all, you know, more fully grown and it's more common in onions and leeks. Uh, I guess what you're going to have to do is one that's folding over, pull it up and take a look at the roots and see if there's a maggot eating the roots. And, And I hate to lose one. If there is, the only thing that that I've found that that sets those guys back is a little bit of um, um, wood ash or lime, you know, and you sort of run your finger around where the bulb is and put a little lime in there or a little wood ash, and that seems to kill them and bring them back. Uh, Because I've had that problem a few times with my broccoli. Uh, It's a maggot that gets in there and just starts to eat at the roots. It's the only thing I can think of right off. Um, uh, Let's see. What else would do that? Well, not enough water. I mean, but that couldn't be a problem because we've had so much rain. Yeah. And are they turning brown too? Uh, Not quite. Uh, There's... uh, I guess a little bit of yellowing. I mean, I'm actually going to walk outside right now and yeah. Look. Um, yeah. No, not 
Not yellow. Brown, um, just a little bit more uh, pale green where it's folding. So it's wilting a little bit then. It's sort yeah. Of, uh, huh, huh, huh. Oh, you know, I don't know, Mike. I, uh, other than trying to look to see if you've got something like that, you know, that would be where I'd start is look okay. look and see if there's any sort of a grub or something eating the roots. That's usually the way the broccoli looks like when when uh, the broccoli maggot or, uh, or cabbage maggot. It's, but I would say, you know, the... Start there, take a look. If you see maggots, then uh, get some lime or some wood ashes if you happen to have them. And just take your finger and surround where the bulb is and drop them in there and then water them. Uh, that, that sets back any those maggots. They don't like that uh, highly acid, um, uh, acidic, and it doesn't seem to disturb the plant. That I've that I've had any problems with, but let me uh, let me do a little research and um, see if I can figure out what's going on there because uh, that it just doesn't make any sense. All right, that sounds great. Uh, uh, I did want to make uh, one more comment if there's time. Of course, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the the caller that was asking about the bamboo. Um, oh, yeah. I assume she meant Japanese knotweed. Yeah, well, that could be it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Probably impossible to get rid of, but delicious at this time of year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just pick off the little, you know, two or three inch sprouts. Yeah, right. And, uh, cook them up with a little. Uh, Lemon and pepper seasoning, or something like that. Wow! Really well, there's a thought I never thought, you know, never even occurred to me. Go ahead and eat the stuff. <laughs> might as well make use of it. Yeah, right? Might just as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just trying to take a quick look if there's uh, anything that uh, Ed mentions about. Um, yeah. yeah. One of the easiest things to grow and usually pretty... Uh, okay, I'll have to do some research. I'm sorry, I don't know. I've never had that particular problem. Um, I do have one friend in Pennsylvania that put his uh, his stuff in uh, too early in the fall and it, and it rotted. So, um, but that doesn't sound right. Yeah, dig one up, take a look, and give me a call back next week. All right, sounds great. Okay, Mike, thanks for the call. Thank you. Yep. All right, bye now. And Nola, is that who we have on the line now? Well, um, I uh, do believe so, yes. I do believe so. Hey, Nola. <laughs> um, hey, it's May. It's May. And um, I have a little story. Once again, these stories that I share are just a reminder of how much more there is to a garden than growing plants and pulling weeds. <laughs> it's short stories. Okay, great. So a friend of mine in Ripton called a couple weeks ago and said, I've got a friend that really likes your greens. And yeah. She'd like six boxes. Six? <laughs> wow. Oh. So we did that. And then she called me this week. Uh-huh. My friend would like to come and meet you. Can, I said, sure, we'll do the whole mask thing and that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, uh, my friend and her friend came up. She wanted ten boxes. And I said, are you eating all? No, 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 but all my friends and neighbors love your greens. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's really nice of you. So we had a nice little conversation. We walked around, and mm-hmm. she left, and I failed to get her name and address. Mm-hmm. So I called my Ripton friend, and she said, oh, um, this is her name, and here's her phone number. And when she told me her name, I thought, wow, that's just crazy. That is the same last name as my geology professor from college. But there's just there's no way. Anyway, I call her back. Mm-hmm. It turns out that my college geology professor is was her father-in-law. Oh, for heaven's sake! Oh sense. yes, he'd love to take. He took us to Hawaii oh. um, because he studied the volcanoes in Hawaii, and it just all because of greens, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I've made a new friend. That's who, it. Yeah. Well, they say the uh, six shades of separation, right? <laughs> you, you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> yep. So I'll give you your Robert Frost poem, and your homework for me is to think about those grasshoppers in my greenhouse. <laughs> I, I, I've been doing They're things. back, huh? The grasshoppers are back? Not yet. But oh. 
Well, uh, maybe Mike had an idea. Um, you ever tried to to fry them up, or <laughs> I could feed the state of Vermont with all these grasshoppers. They cost me last year in yeah. terms of what they ate about half my profit. Um, so so grasshoppers, about- yeah. Uh, okay, well. Go ahead, and you you talk about Robert Frost, and then we'll talk about grass. Yeah, we can, and we we can. This is a short one, but we just came back from the beaver pond, and here's what I have to say. It is blue butterfly day here in spring, and with these sky flakes down in flurry on flurry, there is more unmixed color on the wing than flowers will show for days unless they hurry. But these are flowers that fly and all but sing, and now, having ridden out desire... They lie closed over in the wind and cling where wheels have freshly sliced the April mire. Mm. Those are those little blue butterflies, mm-hmm. little tiny guys. Yeah. Um, and we also saw spring beauties on our walk back from the beaver pond, <laughs> which is my favorite spring flower. So you don't have to worry about the grasshoppers now, but if you have any nobody everybody keeps putting their hands up UVM and NOFA Mm -hmm. um, I don't want what happened last year to happen again this Mm -hmm. year yeah yep Um, they they Uh, just yeah couple ideas but you know we'll 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 go over them we'll talk about them but I'm going to do a little research first right if you have time First, take care of your garden. Okay. <laughs> Please do. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's interesting about the garden right now is um, uh, is I I'm kind of looking at the signs of spring. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that tell me it's time to start planting something. You yes. know. And so when the very first uh, daffodils start to poke up and the crocuses are coming, so I'm planting my spinach outside. Okay. Yep. And my radishes and all those really, you know, as soon as the ground can be worked, you know. Uh, and not the lettuce quite that early, but now that the daffodils are up and flowered, um, I think I can plant my lettuce seeds outside now. I, I think that's a really fair uh-huh. sort of yeah. observation. Now, I plant my onion sets two weeks ago, and then we had that 20-degree night, and that really just knocked them back. Well, that's the problem. Badly, yes. They're not as predictable as they used to be. Yeah, well, you know. But you got to take what you can get. And if you don't succeed the first time, (laughs) try, 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 try again. I'm so glad you said that. Thank you. Yeah, that's what gardening is all about. (laughs) Trying again? Yeah, I think so. So I I wish you a good week, and maybe next week you and I and lots of other people (laughs) can talk about those beautiful insects called grasshoppers. All right, kiddo. Thanks for the call. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So I'm going to uh, digress a little bit here. Um, back to Kate Farm. And I, I found out they have actually, um, they have a, a picture of cabbage family where you can you can uh, order your cabbage stuff. Now, there is a $25 minimum. So you know that, uh, that, um, that you need to get. So they have like kale, collards, and uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and all those things that they always have. So uh, it looks like it's really easy to do. And uh, so thank you, Kate Farm. Well, believe it or not, we have uh, run the hour. (laughs) The fastest hour on radio, for me anyway. (laughs) And I only got up to bush beans on my plant. Well, that's all right. We have all season now. I'll get there. (laughs) Well, I've got the poles up for the the pole beans, so I'll... I'll be awaiting with bated breath. All right. Yes, I have mine up too. Mine are eight feet though. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I've, our bush beans, our pole beans, really take off, and and then those other ones, the the sugar snap peas. Oh, those things. Oh my gosh, you cannot keep them down on the. You know, they they just eight feet. They fill it up, and then they're even pushing up beyond the eight foot. So yeah, the big thing for me is to try to keep the deer away from the pole beans because they eat them at head height. So, you know, below the deer, you've got this poor pathetic plant trying to stay alive and above the head of the deer, three or four feet, and it's it's dead overnight. And you you can imagine how I felt as I'm sitting in the kitchen looking out at my peas, 
and up climbs the the chipmunk to oh. the top to the top rung of they can the do that yes again to the top rung of the uh, of that eight foot. Yeah. I mean, he went all the way to yep. the top yep. and was eating peas. Yep. So. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> <laughs> Joel, thank you. We will see you next week yeah. right here in the garden. In the garden, yeah. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. In the Garden with Peter Burke has been brought to you by Menard's family-owned True Value Store, Brook Street, Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Cape Farm, now online. These Flowers and Garden Shop, Main Street, Wastefield. Broughton's Big Country Hardware, your authorized Cub Cadet dealer in Bridport. By Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm. Locally grown and on Route 7, Main Street in Colchester. Your locally owned Montpelier Agway, located on the East Montpelier Road. Thomas Farm and Garden on the Barry Montpelier Road. Sticks and Stuff, Swanton Lumber in Middlesex, St. Albans, Enosburg, Swanton, and Derby. Sticksandstuff.com. By Guy's Farm and Yard Stores, four of them Morrisville, Montpelier, Williston, and St. Albans. By PR Lumber, family owned lumber mill with all the lumber, mulch, and compost you need. Route 15 in Wilkin. By the Willie Store in Greensboro, celebrating 120 years of family ownership. Join us again next Saturday at 12.30 for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of